Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Parenting on Autism with Mocktails and Cocktails 2.0. I'm Sybil. I'm Sharona Blues Brothers. And I'm Beth. And I'm back. And we've got Derek Dixon, 3D Productions. <laughs> and I've moved on to some <laughs> Fireball. Fireball. Right. <laughs> so, Derek, take us through um, the writing of Cortez's book and just bring us up to date on some of the cool stuff that you're doing. Yeah, so. Cortez inspired me. Let me tell you the reason. The book is called Don't Call Me Different. I just do things differently. Oh, I love And that. it's a children's book. And the reason that I wrote it, because we, me and Cortez were at the swimming pool. And the little boy came up to me. Um, as Cortez is in there by himself, just splashing away and having a good time. And he said, um, is he special? Mm. So I just looked at him. And at first I thought, mm. hmm. This is really a teaching moment for me. Mm -hmm. You know, at first I was kind of offended that he had said something. But I said, you know what? I'm I'm going to teach him and educate him. And I said, well, um, are you special? And he was like, what do you mean? And I said, I "I want you to go home to your mom, to your dad, the adult in your house, and ask them, am I special to you? Hmm. And he was like, oh, Okay, and I said, right. and he didn't know what I was going How at. How old do you think this child was? I think they were around the same age at that time. They were about eight or nine years okay. old. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he, he, you know, he probably didn't comprehend what I was saying, but it left me looking at Cortez as he was in that pool. And it just, I mean, brought tears to my eyes because I'm like, he is special. That's right. Mm-hmm. He is so special. I love that we you were, asked that child. Mm-hmm. That was special. And that was my chance to be able to talk about about autism. And that's when I knew I had to be, I had to talk about autism. And I have have a similar story, just real quick. Um, I was out to dinner and I was with both my kids. And Ross kept getting up, turning around, hitting this lady in the head, getting up, turning around. You know, he just kept doing it. So finally, the lady came to me and she said, Why can't you control him? She's like, why can't you control your child? I said, I am controlling my child. He's having dinner, and he has autism. And she said, well, I don't understand why you can't make him behave. I said, he's here to teach you something. Hmm. Thank you. I said, he's here to eat just like you're here to eat. And he's on the spectrum, so you should learn how to be around people that are different from you. That's yeah. right. And if I could stop him from hitting you in the head, don't you think I would do that? That's I mean, right. <laughs> right. I mean, but I, I want to hit you in the head but, now. But, right. but to right. your point, she backed up when mm-hmm. I said, "He's here to teach you, yeah, not yeah. me discipline him." Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And and I looked at Cortez thinking he is enjoying life. He's enjoying life and carefree. the carefree. Nothing is stopping him. No matter what you say, what you do, he is out there enjoying his life. Yep, yep. untouchable. Untouchable. So it, it just amazed me. But it and was, all of our it was lives a are special. Moment for me, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it was a teachable moment for me, and I was like, "Don't be afraid anymore." You know, because yeah. at that time it was just me and Cortez everywhere we went. We would mm-hmm. when Kmart was around. And dating myself. But when Kmart <laughs> was around, you know, I would every, we'd go in there every Wednesday after school, we'd go to Kmart. And so um, 
He uh that's that's my boy right there. No, that would be Sabrina. Oh, that's what <laughs> <laughs> So he we were going there um every Wednesday to uh Kmart. This is what she does. See she's in the <laughs> to bed. She's see just what you're doing. See what I'm doing. Keep going. Bye, and, Sabrina, we're recording. Sabrina and Cortez gonna have some fun. Right. <laughs> just looking at each other. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. So we um I went into Kmart one day during the day. Mm-hmm. And the cashier, she was looking at me, and she was like, "You okay? Is everything okay?" And I'm like, well, "What are you talking about?" She's like, "I have never seen you without your little mini me." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Really?" And she was like, "Never." She's like, "You all, y'all would be in here fussing. He'd be running <laughs> and, and tearing stuff off the uh, cart, and you'd just be pushing that cart. Put it back yeah. in. Put it back up there." <laughs> Come on over here. No, don't touch that. Don't come, where, where are you going? Put that down. No, you can't have that. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Put that back in there. <laughs> and the you two were a comical show. He said, but what I love is that you never raised your voice at mm-hmm. him. And everyone always tells me, there's like my the, my pastor now, he's like, you have the patience of Job. Mm-hmm. So I've mm-hmm. never seen someone that just stays mm-hmm. like that the whole Job. time. He said he had a seizure in church. And everybody was like, oh, you know, oh, I my sugar, my. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there, and you know, I got him in my lap and just uh-huh. rocking. And everyone, I look around and I'm like, what? Why are y'all staring mm-hmm. at me and staring at him? Mm-hmm. They're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. the boy's got. Well, you don't want to take him. Out. I said he's going through a seizure. No, I can't move him right now. I'm fine. Y'all go on back and keep praising. Keep want to keep praying and all that. Do that. But leave my child alone. Right. So, yeah. So, he encouraged me a lot to do a lot of writing. I do, I write uh, stage plays. And a lot of stage plays that, that I even do, I bring awareness to autism. So, I have mm-hmm. an autistic child mm-hmm. that's in my play. He's not actually autistic but i you know he portrays an autistic mm-hmm, child mm-hmm. so i bring a lot of awareness to autism in my plays um you know i'm writing a new book it's called um uh, the whole truth and nothing but the truth mm. and it is about how i came about being a parent mm-hmm. to this child because a lot of people always being like you know why did even you? even my family mm-hmm. you know i even talk about how my family why are you doing this this boy has so many issues. Why are you doing this? And I said, it, it's not because I chose to. I was chosen. You were called, yes. I was chosen mm-hmm. to do this. Mm-hmm. I went through all these uh, parenting classes before I even met Cortez. Why? I didn't know. You know, I said, oh, I, you know, I might want to adopt a child yeah. one day. But I went to all these parenting classes, and they were for special needs children. I didn't even know why I was taking these classes. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, right. Yes. And never got a child. Never did. Because Cortez didn't come through that situation. Yeah. It was a whole different situation. But you got to get the book when the good book comes out. You yeah. understand? <laughs> I, I can't spill it all right now. <laughs> so, but what was so just ironic is that everything that I learned in that class is when that little boy walked on my doorstep. And I was like, ah, I got it. Mm-hmm. It was for this moment. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was God was preparing me because mm-hmm. he was like, I have something for you. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I God. need mm-hmm. you to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
He's so awesome. You know, and I was like, it was the best thing that I could have done because I was like, I I, I don't know, like I said earlier, I don't know where I would have been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I knew, I was like, God, look how amazing you are Mm -hmm. that you chose me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I feel the same yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's amazing. And, yep. and just just that that part of it, knowing that, um, you know, changed me as a person of who I was, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what I wanted to do with my career. I, when I retired early, I had a purpose now. Mm-hmm. Yep. I retired early. I wasn't afraid to. To, to leave that job, I was making good money mm-hmm. as a flight attendant. Yep. Just bought a home. But I said, you know what? I'm stepping out on faith. We, me and my boy, we're going to do this. And got a home right. and everything. Never missed a, 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 a house note. Never That boy okay. ate every single day. We was taken care of. So then it encouraged me to, you know, write more and get more into the arts and theater um, bringing awareness to autism, and that's when I started Stop the Runway for Autism. And your mm-hmm. most of your um, uh, productions or um, events are through the arts. Through the arts, and, and and that is so important because you know, performing and arts are like a crucial to the community of mm-hmm. autism. I think so. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's color, you know, the yes. expression of Our music, music, yeah. Um, you know, all of the arts, when Sydney and Sabrina were coming up, they took piano lessons. Mm-hmm. And they still, to this day, if they go to my, our, my sister lives in our, our family home, Sabrina will play the piano. You know, it's all about the arts. Yeah. So that's where, you know, your foundations and your productions come into play. And that's why I'm so connected to your stuff, because it is through the arts that you get to express differences just express differences and i stopped even saying um if i could just touch one person because i thought how selfish of me mm-hmm. how selfish that i just want to touch one person mm-hmm. and i said jesus took what five loaves of bread and two fish okay, okay. and fed a, fed a multitude and i'm just trying to reach one mm-hmm. but we have these platforms mm-hmm. and then i just thought the other day i said facebook limits you to 5,000 friends. You have an opportunity to reach 5,000 people every single day. Why are you just trying to reach one? You're selfish. You've got you've been put on this platform and do what we do for a reason. Mm. There's people out there That's right. that need to hear what we need to hear. That's right. Not just one. There's That's multitudes. Right. Mm-hmm. So I learned that about myself also and try to encourage us. And I, and I think that's what's so awesome about all three of you and gives me so much, like, my heart just is that you guys have these platforms, these foundations that are reaching people. Mm-hmm. Not just one. Yes. But multitudes. Multitudes. And I think that is so awesome because that is what's needed. I right. mean, that's what would have gotten me through so many, like, Sleepless nights. Yeah. 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 I mean, times when I just was like, oh, God, I can't go on. And he spoke to me. He said, Beth, Ross is exactly the way I made him. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to change him. Yes. Because I kept saying, I, he's got to talk. He's got to talk. I mean, I was to your point, I would stay up till 2 and 3 in the morning in the middle of the night Googling stuff. Mm. Just trying to figure out, oh, he can get light therapy. He can get gluten free. He can get whole, right. you know, all these things. And then God spoke to me one night and he said, he's right the way he is. That's he right. never speaks. That's right. 
Yep. And it, it it changed me. I was but like, he okay. speaks to you yes. in his, his way. way. Correct. Yeah, but right. I want yeah. him to, how we're communicating. You want him to communicate as Verbally. a two-way conversation. Correct. Right. But he does. I mean, like, he spent time with my, my extended family at Thanksgiving since he's been in the residential program. They were so happy to see him, and he was so happy to see them. And they have all these funny stories where he was communicating with them individually with his nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. And it was just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And he's just, I, I have a picture I wanted to show. It's just so cute. And I put it on my um, contact with my niece because she has a picture of him. He was, like, running around with her the whole time. He was so happy to see his family. And, beautiful. yeah, beautiful. yeah, and he's so independent and so grown up now. Yep. And, you know, I never thought I'd see this day when I would be Googling in the middle of the night. Yes, <laughs> I am the Google guru. I'm telling so you. So to your point, yes. Yeah. What you guys are doing is beautiful to me. Thank yeah, but you. you have a place at the table, and that is, like, yes. so important yeah. to um, our uh, 2.0. I said it when, you know, you mm-hmm. got busy. I mm-hmm. was like, you're always welcome, you know, to come and tell us and get us caught up. Because there's a lot of medication that Sydney and Sabrina are on because of you. Mm-hmm. So you may not have a platform, but you have a voice. Yes. Yeah. You know, and yeah. you are part of our platform. And I love that because I, it helps me with my, you know, Therapy. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, exactly. And so um, October the 14th, there's going to be a fashion show oh, that okay. we're looking for volunteers. Okay. You would be fit really yeah. well. Right. Yeah. yeah. And yes. um, he's getting ready to talk about that. Okay. You're not really savvy on Facebook, but he put it out there on Facebook <laughs> after we talked. And I'm waiting for him to get to that because okay. Sid Sib will definitely be in the house. Yes. I don't know if we're going to be collecting money because he put me on the door one year and it was like so many people. I'm like, Derek, you told me you didn't have any more seats. Just keep selling them. Just keep selling <laughs> Me and Malik were saying, okay, 50 more dollars. And I kept running the cash to him. He's like, just keep selling. So he knows I'm a seller. I'm like, come on, come on. So you do this every year, this fashion yeah, show? Yeah, we, okay. we, we stopped just one year, and that was pandemic. And um, after that, we picked back up. Wasn't we, pre-pandemic in Atlanta? Yes. 18, 19. Yes. Okay. So okay. We, we, we went did, to Atlanta. We did oh, Atlanta. Vernon yeah. brought all the clothes and right. Sydney and Sabrina oh, nice. and Apollo. Yep. We were supposed to do Houston, Texas, and we, did, we didn't get to make it there. Right. Okay. So we didn't get to make it there. So we'll, we'll go we'll, to Dallas. We'll, we'll re, you know, revisit all of that. But October 14th, we will be doing Stomp the Runway for Autism. So right now, we are picking up looking for volunteers to be part of the production team. We're not looking for models or designers right now. We're just looking okay. for a production team and I'm looking for a team that that is you know mostly that loves to service people oh I and love that that's what's most important to me is that again you know it doesn't have to be about always the fashion and Mm-mm. things like that but it's about bringing people together the operations and of it. when I see that there are so many families when people come up and tell me my my um, niece or my nephew has I was in my, my grandson neighbor. has, my you neighbor. know, my neighbor. I my know neighbor. they know someone. Everybody knows somebody. And when you come to see Stop the Runway for Autism, you're not coming just to a fashion show. You are coming to a production. It's a full production. And, and how many years have you been doing it? Six months? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's uh, again. Does I, it get does it get bigger every year? Every year, okay. Every year we went when we went to Atlanta. They um, said, Derek, please shut down Eventbrite because they <laughs> keep selling tickets on Eventbrite. 
I'd never even been to Atlanta. So this was really stepping out on faith right. to mm-hmm. put mm-hmm. this on. Mm-hmm. And they kept selling tickets. And I said, okay, cut it, cut it off, cut it off. And they were lined up outside the door. They had to go next door to another building mm. to find cheers mm. to bring wow. it. Wow! So we had it, no. It was a great there was input. no dressing room. It was None. like like the place was beautiful, like how he set it up and all that. But it could have been in a bigger yeah. uh, that place. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and and that has happened every time. Yeah. Like the one that we were talking that Sheila Dixon was at. Mm -hmm. That place. It was too small. Every place that he's done the fashion show, except your spot. At the old take So you need to take a leap of faith and just get the biggest place you can. And get the biggest place and and, and just go for it. So, you know, and and I'm learning that. You know, I'm learning that just Mm -hmm. to to trust. Mm -hmm. Trust Mm -hmm. in the process and everything and just know. And it's so hard, though. Isn't it? it? It's so hard. And we're (laughs) our own um, worst enemies because we... We see it. We can feel it. I was telling you that this week. It's just like um, I can almost touch mm-hmm. what I want Your in vision. my adult center mm-hmm. with Twin Green. Mm-hmm. But then I retreat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, why? You know, I, it's just that one phone call that keeps me going. Mm-hmm. It's that one person mm-hmm. saying, but someone told me that you know this and so it's just all about connecting and being transparent on really what you want and being able to say that if it is there it's already done yeah it's already so i'll tell you what's funny is that people also motivate me people that don't know about autism they motivate me and i I remember i was having um, i was flying back and forth to atlanta to do my stage play so i was you know going out there and and finding the venue and doing rehearsals and things like that. So a lady was watching Cortez and I had the other um, little ones at this time watching Cortez. Her main goal when I left the house one week is that she was going to fix Cortez. Hmm. She was going to fix him. (laughs) She had cleaned out my pantry. He was not going to eat any processed food. Uh, I always allow Cortez. He has a routine. He gets up, goes downstairs, eats his breakfast and then goes back upstairs Dilly Dally is in his room, brushes his teeth, stuff like that. She was going to make him fix his bed before he ate. He's calling me on the phone. I said, what, what's going on? She won't let me eat. That's what he said, she. <laughs> she won't let right. me eat. Right. And I'm like, go, and I can hear her in the background. I told him he's going to fix his bed. I said, no, you're, she's just adding on. Just adding on. <laughs> the next thing I hear go, Ouch. I said, what is going on? Mm. He threw a water bottle and hit me in my head. I said, well, girl, hopefully it knocks some sense into you. Let the boy go do, eat. Do, do him. And Let then him make eat. up his bed and do what he needs to do. We he have a routine. A routine. Yeah. He knows. Why do people want to break this routine? They want to break it because they think they can control. Oh, it's all in his head. Control. It's in his head. No, every, there's all of us that have OCD for yes, whatever it is. Because I do. I know I no, do big I, time. I'm telling you, everybody oh, has it. Yes. Like, like for example, I have to brush my teeth before I take a shower. I just have to do it. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean it should be done that way. Right. Some people want to shower, eat, drink their coffee, right. whatever, and then brush their teeth. Right. Not me. I got to get up and brush my teeth. But I'm just saying, everybody has their routine. Has their yeah. routine. It doesn't matter if you're on right. the spectrum. Right. <laughs>